1: What time is it? It's Brody time!
2: Excuse me. Couldn't get to the cough button there in time. Oof, didn't notice. Uh, Did you just put on your Cubs World Series ring? (laughs) It feels good. And I know how much you hate Mm, the fact that I got a ring. Yeah, the Hall of Famer, one of the greatest middle linebackers in Bears history, indeed down here with Mike Singletary. Did you see Die Hard? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did too. That was awesome. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Samurai, Donna Mark Rody. Hey, Cordero, can I get a couple minutes with you here, uh, man? I need to talking today, man. I'm sorry. Okay. So it's been kind of a devastating day for me with with uh, Boba and then the bird. So, Bubby. But Bobby, and when the Patriots took a 3 0 no. nothing lead, when I they took no, the th- no, no, no. Les, the Bears were
3: America's team. What are you talking about? The, no, they weren't. The no, Bears. they weren't. Yeah, everybody, sure they were. hit, yeah, they were. Everybody, you weren't down there. I was. Mark Grody, go ahead. Unmute Mark. Oh, here I am, unmuted. Oh, hi, Mark.
1: Mark Grody on six seventy. The score.
2: What's up? Happy President's Day to one and all, as I assume. A lot of you are probably just getting up right now and enjoying a nice three-day weekend. And I get to be with you today. It's 10.09 in the morning right now. I will be with you until 2 p.m. today. That was me just centering myself. I am essentially, no, I am in for Bernstein and Holmes today. The clock is exact. I I will be here 10 o'clock until 2 o'clock talking all sorts of things. There are many things To discuss right now on this solo Grody show until two o'clock, the guest that we will have on to give away some of the things that we will be talking about, we will have on at eleven a.m. today, Herb Howard, the the Bears beat reporter for It's the Bigs. Have not talked to Herb in a while, whether in person or even on the radio. So I'm looking forward to picking Herb Howard's brain on what he thinks the Bears might be thinking and what he is expecting to see and hear and what still needs to be done at the NFL combine where we will both be and not this coming week but the following week that's right I'm going to be at the NFL combine I cannot wait for that because there are just so many different prospects that I look forward to hearing from and seeing results from and the least of which is Caleb Williams Drake May Jaden Daniels Michael Penix Jr. Bo Nicks, JJ McCarthy can you do that that's what we're getting ready for, for sure, just to keep that going. So we we go local with Herb Howard, and then we bring in Eric Edholm at 1140, just to sprout it out a little bit. Eric Edholm from NFL.com. He is a draft expert, so we'll we'll keep it Bears intensive, but maybe sprout to the rest of the NFL a little bit with, with Eric on his thoughts on other things in the draft and in the division as well. At noon today, We are talking about the White Sox with Josh Nelson of the Sox Machine. I've been told that he is going to be in studio. So I'm looking forward to talking to Josh about the White Sox on the field and the stadium stuff and just everything that is surrounding the Chicago White Sox. And we'll do it Cubs style at 1 o'clock with Tony Andracchi of the Marquee Sports Network. You are always invited to be a part of this show. As a matter of fact... We're going to ask for some of your participation here in our first segment, maybe closer to the second segment. And that number is 312-644-6767. That's the number to call or to text 312-644-6767. Tyler Buterbaugh is our executive producer today. He is the man to whom you will speak if you do choose to call, which we hope you do, at 312-644-6767. I think it it might have been – Around this time of the year, last year, where I first started asking Bears fans going into last year, what are your expectations for the season? And that was prior to anything happening in free agency or with the trade of the number one overall pick that I was asking about expectations. and asking fans to anticipate a little bit and maybe even assume that there were going to be upgrades on the team. If this, then then that. We can assume that if they do this, they sign guys like Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, then that. If the, the Bears, we have to look down the line and think they might sign Montez Sweat, put that into the potion as well and think, yeah, stuff like that's got to happen. Did it add up to 7-10 and 10 last year? Yeah, that felt about right from, from my perspective. At about, I don't even know if I gave them seven wins at this time last year. So what I want to ask you, and I'm going to give you my side of this thing too, is as we sit here right now with the Bears having all sorts of potential surprises for us in terms of who they pick, and what they do and who they sign and who they don't sign and and all of that i want to know what you are expecting from this team 3126446767 67. and when i say that i mean give me a record give me a record because i think i believe the bears are probably still a couple years away from getting to a position where i could say yeah they're ready to win a playoff game or two or even slip on through to the Super Bowl. They are, still, they are still a couple of years away from something like that, no matter what they do. Because, again, we, you should assume that they're going to upgrade their offense considerably, whether it is drafting of Caleb Williams, whether it is keeping Justin Fields and trading the number one pick and stocking up around him really we're asking what should the jump be for this team what are you expecting it to be wins wise and and I'm going to lay this all out for you but I can't I can't make a case for 7 and 10 last year a hard 7 and 10 just terrible losses to the packers and the the, the two complete breakdowns where you should have won the games and you didn't like those were awful so I would say like this was this was a harsh like Starring 7-10 and 10 record for the Bears this year. So I could see them getting to 9, but that's about where I would max out for the Bears no matter what they do and improve on in the offseason. And I understand this is a little out of order because we'll ask again after they actually make the moves Then what your expectations are, but I know that you guys have some of them right now. The biggest problem for the Bears in terms of adding wins to them this year is the division that they exist in right now in the conference that they are right now, that even if they do get to nine wins, it's still going to be really difficult to say that the bears are a playoff team next year. Again, no matter what they do. I mean, you start with the green Bay Packers who thanks to that final game of the year, the Packers got to nine and eight. They, they, Dominated Dallas in the postseason. They then, you know, lose by San Francisco by just three. So they put up a, a serious fight. Could have won that game. Very well could have won that game, and you could have been headed to the NFC title game. You had Jordan Love, the revelation that he did become this year: thirty-two touchdowns to eleven interceptions, four thousand one hundred fifty-nine yards. God, that sounds good. Four thousand yards, man. Sixty-four point two completion percentage for Jordan Love. I don't need to go on. Uh Jaden Reed. Look, I and I, I know like this is going to upset Jaquan Brisker. And he's right. Like none of these guys are superstars, but they are young, hungry, productive receivers on the Packers and Jaden Reed with 793 yards last year and eight touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs, 674, eight TDs. Um Dontavian Wicks, remember him, two touchdowns against the Bears in that last game, 581, four TDs. You got old Aaron Jones who's starting to feel like he's been around forever. That's what it feels like with running backs in Green Bay and the Bears Packers rivalry. It's always felt that way for some reason. But so that that I don't have to explain the Packers anymore. Detroit last year. Do I need to go through that? 12 and 5. They beat the Rams and the Bucks. They get to the NFC title game to san francisco but there is talent and and like the the talent on defense not as stout for detroit but i mean i'm on ross st brown jameer gibbs david montgomery sam laporta how could i forget sam probably should have mentioned him first jameson williams jared goff there's no fear factor there but steady as she goes Aiden Hutchinson, if you do want to look at the defense, and there are some talented players on that side, but Detroit ain't going to regress. Okay. I don't think, I mean, they, you saw it. Green Bay and Detroit won playoff games. That is a sign of legitimacy, not just getting there, they won games. Minnesota. Minnesota seven and ten last year, but essentially without Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Assuming that both of those return, that Jefferson is healthy, and then Cousins is back with Jordan Addison uh, or Addison, uh, TJ Hawkinson. Minnesota never really lets the bottom drop out, so that really it's hard to make a case that you're just going to jump over all of those teams in the division. You know, the other NFC teams: San Francisco, Dallas, Philadelphia. Tampa Bay the Rams all of those teams are good the one thing the Bears have going and that's why that's that's my case like unless the Bears do things that are just ultra extraordinary this offseason where they build the team that's going to win playoff games now then I see eight maybe nine wins yet next year but I think it's going to feel better. Like I'm not going to be talking about the harshness of the losses and I feel like it'll be leading in to something. And this is a whole lot of projecting the one good thing that the bears, like if we're talking about the division and it's kind of the same old, same old, but it doesn't get that old. That is the fact that the bears might have the best defense in the division. So that is, that is something to build on. But, Obviously, a ton of the focus is going to be on the offense for the Bears, but they can boast that, and it is a, a position that certainly can, can get better um, because I do think that it's not out, completely out of the question that at number nine the Bears do think about defense. I talked about this yesterday in Dallas Turner from Alabama. I mean, they, if the Bears do want to take a defensive player at nine, they could get the best defensive player in, in the draft. And unfortunately, all the moves that Ryan Paul's made at defensive end last year, except for really Montez Sweat, didn't work. They're not completely out on or not even really close. Like the DeMarcus Walker had a disappointing season with three and a half sacks relative to the seven that he had the previous year against or in Tennessee, and it felt like he was on the upswing, but it wasn't there. I still think that there is life in DeMarcus Walker, and that those numbers can't improve. But, you know, and is not going to be coming back to this team. Dominic Robinson probably still has a chance to be on the roster, but it's just not there for him yet. And then Shaquem Green, or, or Rasheem Green as well, yeah, not a bad player. I like Rasheem Green because he's a really good special teams player as well. But you understand that while we obsess justifiably over offense, there is defense that we have to reckon with as well. 312 644 We have to take a break, but I see you guys lining up. Over the break will be quick. We will get back to you. We will take your calls, and we are asking the questions for you. It's kind of awkward. I understand. It's just the first expectation check of the season. What are your expectations for the Bears knowing that they will do stuff but you don't quite know yet exactly what it's going to be? Let's do this drill. 312-644-6767. I'm Mark Brody, and for Bernstein and Holmes on Chicago Sports Radio 670
0: The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio
3: Let's get back to more Mark Crotey on Sports Radio 670, The Score.
2: I think it's possible that the Bears will be two wins better next year and maybe flirting with a, a playoff spot. I don't think that they're – I still think they're a couple of years away from being a team that wins in the playoffs. And I know this all sounds ludicrous because – The Bears have not done anything in the offseason, but we can kind of anticipate some of the things that they might do, and we can assume some areas that will be improved on the team. And I think that there is a plausible projection that you can make with this team. And I talked about it last year, that going into last year, there were not high expectations for the team, or there should not have been, coming off the awful season season, Previously, but I said several times on the score, there's no way that Bears fans, if the Bears start out terribly or end up with or struggle during the season, are finding themselves under 500. There's no way Bears fans are going to accept that, and I feel that th- that that goes more so this year. So I am interested in your where you are and where the team should end up being next year. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. So I'm team nine wins. At the max. Um, another question on the the uh, the text line coming in here. 312-644-6767 is the number. And we're going to get to a bunch of your phone calls here as well. Um, eight or nine wins would definitely feel better. They started 0-5 last year and all the stuff with Allen Williams and Fields. Yeah, like last year, like I said, it was – an absolutely harsh reality of of the of a 7 and 10 season last year. Uh Texter wanting to know what what I think. We want to know what Grody thinks. Well, I told you about my wins and what the Bears will do while well, we're here really quickly. I did fill out my my little Bears draft picks like what I think they should do with the picks that they have and I do I penciled in right now. This is all subject to change. It is all fluid. Number one overall, Caleb Williams. Number nine. I'm, I'm stuck a little bit there. And the number nine overall pick Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver, Dallas Turner, defensive end, Alabama. Third round, Jonah Ellis, defensive end, Utah. Fourth round, Bears have two fourth round picks, Matt Lee, the center slash guard from Miami. Fourth-round pick, the other one, Evan Williams, safety, Oregon. Andy Jackson, not walking back through that door. Well, maybe he will. Uh, and then the fifth-round pick, wide receiver, Brendan Rice of USC. So that's what's on my mind. Let's get back to your mind, or actually let's start taking some of these calls. 312-644-6767. I believe we go to Eric first in Splitter, Wisconsin. What's going on, Eric? How are you?
3: Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. To you. Hey,
2: I have a thought. I have a thought. Yes. If the Bears
3: keep fields, I'm not saying that they should, I'm just saying this is a thought, and they get the draft picks, they can build their offense a lot better for a quarterback. Do you follow me? Because they'll have more draft picks, more support. solidified maybe pick support to support a quarterback. And let's just say they go that route, they have a new offensive coordinator and everything like that. Okay, let's say they draft Caleb Williams, and I'm not saying that he's not good. I'm not against that at all but he could possibly be walking into the same position field is with not enough support on the offense. And then he's going to end, we're going to end up right back in the
2: same situation. You I think, me? yeah, I do. But I think no mm-hmm. matter, no matter what, there's going to be more support for whomever the quarterback is. I understand you're coming from a place of get as much as you possibly can it's not like if the Bears do stay status quo and use the pick to graft a quarterback at number one. That, that, is, that is far from meaning that the Bears don't have still many extra resources to build up that offense for whomever it is.
3: No, I understand what you're saying, but you can also pick a quarterback, and it's a pretty strong class later on, you know what I mean, and have a backup yeah. to Fields. You know, and, and I, I'm probably more of a field supporter because I've seen him, and I know the fans like him, and I do too as a Bear fan. But And I don't know nothing about Caleb Williams, but I do know if Caleb Williams comes in and struggles, the Bear fans will be yelling for Fields' oh, name.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, man. That's true, Eric. Good call. Thanks for getting us started. More of your calls here in a sec. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. I have to say, I have to stop and say here that I appreciate it, Eric. I do. But I am always baffled when I hear from Bears fans, and it's happened. I've had a couple of calls similar to that recently where you say, oh, yeah, you know, you can just load up, trade the pick, and then you could just pick a quarterback later. You could just go grab one, grab one of those other guys because, you know, it's true. There are a lot of talented quarterbacks. But this franchise has not had a real quarterback a sustained, successful quarterbacks since Sid Luckman and then Jim McMahon and a little bit with Jay Cutler. We all know the history of the quarterback. So the idea that, that Bears fans, and I understand there is some rational thinking to that process of quantity, but the idea that any Bears fan or anybody who analyzes the Bears would say, eh, you could get your quarterback later. Don't worry about the quarterback at the – what do you mean don't worry about the quarterback – that's all we do in this city is worry about the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. So it sounds just, again, ludicrous to me when I when I when it hits my ears oddly when I hear people casually saying things like, ah, don't worry about it. Just, yeah, there, there's going to be somebody at nine you could grab. Yeah, go get the kid from Michigan, J.J. McCarthy. Go get that. No, that's old school thinking. I really believe that, like the, and, you know, God bless the, the JJ McCarthy supporters, but that, that you've had that, you've had those quarterback managers and those guys who might, you know, there might be something there, but there might not be Tyson Bagent last year. So the idea that we would even start to think about casually treating the quarterback just Always blows me away. 312 644 67 67. Let's go to Tom in Toledo. Good morning, Toledo. Hello, Tom. How are Hi you?
4: Hi, guys. Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, Tom. Um, I, uh, I'm a huge Bears fan. I'm 70 years old and been a Bears fan my whole life. Bears. I think that Justin Fields is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Really? In okay. A Bears uniform. All in right. A Bears uniform, for sure. But I think Caleb Williams is definitely going to go number one but he's not going to Chicago. He's going to his hometown of Washington. They're drooling to get this kid. Um, you know, he's from, he's from D.C. Uh, Kingsbury coached him last year at USC. I don't see any doubt. I, I think there could be no doubt. They're willing to trade with the Bears. The Bears aren't going to ask for the world. Oh, oh yeah, they are. Reserve.
2: Oh no, no, they're, they're gonna, gonna if they're gonna if they trade the number one well, pick. With all due respect, Tom, they're gonna ask for the world.
4: Well, they may, but the thing of the Bears need their second round pick back, and maybe a number two or three. That's I think that's good enough because the Bears could take Marvin Harrison at two, at number nine they could take an offensive lineman or a three technique, and as far as record goes, hell, the Bears should have went they should have went 10 and 6 or 10 and 7 last year they should
2: have no, no almost no they they nah earned, nah, nah, nah. They, they earned it man they, okay wow. those,
4: those, those three games that they lost that were so close that they should have won but i believe the bears are going to go either you know 11 and 6 12 and 5 i really believe I, that i think Ryan – go ahead
2: no no I, tom i i appreciate your optimism man and you have been as you said at the beginning of the call You've watched a lot of Bears teams, so I'm following your optimism, my friend.
4: But the thing it is too, about, about Justin Fields, the team loves him. Why would you want to disrupt the whole locker room to take Caleb Williams and start all over? It just doesn't make sense. What if he's better? I am. Have- I don't think he's better. No well, so way. That, I that's think he's that's better.
2: what the GM has to project, and that's why you would do that. Well, thanks, thanks for the call, Tom. I appreciate. It. I gotta I gotta move on. We got a lot of callers, but I do appreciate you calling. Um, yeah, I I understand, and I talked about this a little. I, as you very well may know, I'm in the Bears' locker room just about every day during the season, so I have a really good feel for what the vibe is in that locker room, and it is absolutely true that they like Justin Fields. But they're also sensible, smart individuals who are, number one, businessmen, because they eventually have to play really hard and at a high level in order to earn a contract and to earn multiple contracts. So they're not going to blow that for themselves in the name of supporting Justin Fields. And they also understand that no matter how much they respect Justin Fields, they know that it's possible that there's better quarterbacks in the world than Justin Fields. I mean, sometimes there's this, like, sheltered feeling in Chicago that this goes beyond even the Caleb Williams debate that you cannot touch Justin Fields, that 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 has to stay away. Like, you just leave it alone. The locker room understands that. They see what Justin Fields does and has not been able to do. They see the lack of victories. All of that. They say the right things, and yes, Justin Fields is a likable guy, but I promise you that if the Caleb Williams is the quarterback in that locker room next year, or God forbid you have both of those quarterbacks in the locker room next year, there's not going to be a mutiny. If you get it and I get it, the players get it as well. So two things can be true. The, the locker room can all love one guy – um, but they could also then quickly support. I mean, hey, it's the the unfair, cutthroat nature of the NFL. It it doesn't just exist in the way we talk about them in the media and the way general managers coach these players. It also exists in NFL locker rooms because you never know when you're going to be bounced from a locker room and heading to the next one. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Brandon, is that O'Hare? What up, Brandon? Hey, how's it going, Grody? Good man. How are you? Good, good. So
1: I actually I'm I'm in the when it comes to the quarterback, I'm in the middle. I th- I think the Bears are in a good spot no matter which way they go. I think that the Bears whether they have Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, they can build around them equally. So my thing is anything less than a 10-win season for the Chicago Bears this year is a failure. You don't expect them to lose those 3 games like they did last year in historic fashion again. They're playing a last place schedule. Again, and not only that, but you're, you're improving on a team that just based off their talent alone, because they're not going to have another inept coaching staff. At least, we hope they're not going to have another inept coaching staff. And you're going to have better play calling, you're going to have better things surrounding that team that was already a seven win team with all those things that were detracting them. So, to me, anything less than 10, whether it's Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, because if you take Caleb Williams, you expect him to be better than Justin Fields.
2: So, anything less than 10 to me is, is a failure. Okay. No, I appreciate it. And, honestly, that's what I suspected when I asked the question. I figured that most Bears fans are going to look at seven wins. They are going to project improvements on this team, again, one way or other. the other, This team will have more, at least in theory, talent on it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not there. I'm not at 10. I'm maxing out at this moment in this round of expectation check. I'm around nine wins for the Bears right now. And, again, a lot of it, too, is because of the division. I mean, you say the Bears are going to get to 10 wins next year. So that would mean that they are – better than where Green Bay was this past year at 9-8. and eight. They're better than that. They're within two wins then already of Detroit, which was 12-5 and five last year. I mean, think about it in those terms. Are the Bears really catching up to Green Bay and getting within two games of Detroit next year? I think that that's a really hard sell, and you know they're not going to leapfrog San Francisco and Dallas and I think Philadelphia unless they just come out of the gates losing like they did towards the end of last season. Tampa Bay hanging in there. The Rams always got something for you as well. So you do have to look at it in those terms as well. 312-644-6767 is the number. We'll we'll continue on this. We'll take more of your calls coming up after the break. Also at 11 a.m., Herb Howard will be here to talk about the Bears. Herb Howard from It's the Bigs. At home at eleven forty, Sox and Cubs talk at twelve o'clock and one o'clock today on the Bernstein and Holmes show. I'm Mark Grody filling in for the fellas on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy The Score.
3: Let's get back to more Mark Grody on Sports Radio six seventy The Score.
0: Justin has a rare combination of intelligence, of size, of strength, and speed. You forget how big of a of a man he is until you're up on him. He's not a small man. And so I just think every year he's going to continually get better. Um, And um, so I'm glad he's on the Chicago Bears.
2: Kevin Warren, Bears president. Talking to Jared Payton right there. K-Dub. Kevin Warren. I do like, like, the Bears have done a pretty good job of not allowing any of what they say to indicate to us that they are done with Justin Fields. Like you hear Kevin Warren there talking about Justin Fields as if he's going to be here. The promotional stuff on Bears Twitter you know, for the London game and the highlight package for Justin Fields and all of that. And I get it. The guy is on the roster. He is a Chicago Bear. But to the point where, and I've talked about this, and I'd like to bring it up every once in a while, because even while we talk about this, and I put Caleb Williams as my number one pick for the Bears, I have not ruled out the possibility that the Bears are keeping Justin Fields. And it's not because of what Kevin Warren just said, or anything on Bears Twitter, or highlight packages, or anything that's gone on, except for the press conference, which I attended with Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles and Matty Brufloos at the end of the season in the press room where we are every day. And I heard enough from Ryan Poles that day for me to think in the back of my head that at the very least they're not positive if they are going to trade or not have Justin Fields on the roster next year. I think it's pretty clear that they're not going to go into next season necessarily thinking that Justin Fields – is absolutely the number one guy. But one way or the other, um, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that, that he is there. There were just too many times during the press conference where things were said that were indicative of somebody that they're still kind of thinking about. So I don't think the chances are great. I don't think the chances are great. But I think I'm one of the only people saying that it's – It's not a possibility, which I have ruled out from what I've been able to understand. Three one two six forty-four, sixty-seven, sixty-seven is the number. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous to be asking about expectations here before free agency, before I even go to the NFL combine next week before the draft. But for me, it's just the first check-in and just what you're thinking and what really kind of look at it as what does it have to be for the Bears? What is the jump that that you can anticipate them getting better talent. What is the jump that the Bears have to make? I, the the highest we've gotten is from a very experienced Bears fan who said ten wins. I'm thinking eight or nine. I'm having a hard time getting to. It's going to be a hard nine, but it's going to look better than than last year. Obviously, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Where do I go here? Am I one or six here? We're going to one, and that means you know what that means. That means Ricky and Deerfield. Hello, Ricky, you're on the score.
5: Hey Mark, how you doing? Great, man. How are you? I'm good. So here's why I, I gotta I could talk for an hour, but here's why I want them to keep fields. I want them to leverage that number one draft position as much as possible, and I'm talking, hold it for a king's ransom. You got to make it sound though like you 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 might be taking Caleb Williams. What are you gonna give me for my my decision? Because it, it, I would say traded at least down to Washington first, get a one and two for next year. And I would try thinking about doing it again to new England, possibly. Mm. And you can get get a one or two next year too. And you're going to have that position from two teams who are going to be having rookie quarterbacks for next year. And I don't like their chances. I could be wrong, but I don't like their chances of improving their records all too much with a rookie. So you might have top five picks, from two teams next year. Also, I've seen what Justin Fields can do. I know what he's physically capable of doing. He hasn't quite lived up to the expectation, but I think a lot of that has to do with rookie curve, learning curve first year, Nothing, no, not much to throw to, a bad offensive coordinator who didn't suit the system for what he had, and I think you trade, you get Marvin Harrison with in the number two or the number three pick, and you make With Marvin Harrison on the other side of the line of scrimmage, it's going to make D.J. Moore even better because now defense has got to worry about that guy too. It's going to open up the tight end position. Darnell Mooney should be finding the holes as a slot receiver all day long because they got to worry about the two wide receivers. they got to worry about the deep throws. So now guess what? The safeties aren't 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. Guess what that does to the run game when the safeties have to come up from 20 yards away mm-hmm. instead of 10 yards I away. Gotcha. I got you. I understand
2: your full point, man. Thank you for the, for the call. Sorry to, to, to cut you. There's so many people here, and we're, we're running out of time. But I do understand. I mean, that's the philosophically, that's where a lot of people are coming from, where I get worried with that line of thinking with Justin Fields. You don't want it to get to this point where Justin Fields is dependent upon really good to great Ace wide receivers like D.J. Moore, like what he had in college when there was no question that this was a passing quarterback who could be really brilliant you know, come the NFL. But you don't want to start to think about that because really, sadly, last year the only connection or chemistry that he has had was with D.J. Moore. And it's damn important that he had that, and it was great to see. But at some point in time – you have to, and, and I, I know we overstate this, but it's true. You do have to make guys better. And it doesn't mean that you're an elite quarterback when you're making guys better. If you're a good quarterback, you've got to be making, I don't know what happened with Darnell Mooney. Some of that's on Darnell Mooney. Tyler Scott, he did have some some bad drops. There's no doubt about it. But And I think there's still hope for the kid, but didn't see any development out of him. Valus Jones Jr., you know, here and there. Equiname Sam Brown, another here and there. There just really isn't, like, you don't want to have to have Justin Fields be the guy that everything around him has to be absolutely perfect or or bust. And sometimes I feel like that's what, because I was willing to, Give the benefit of the doubt on that kind of stuff last year, or at least allow it to be part of the conversation still, because we've been making a lot of excuses for Justin Fields since he came into the league. And then ta- lots of like we can go through him. His first game, that's a justifiable excuse. If he was traumatized by the NFL, by Matt Nagy's game plan in his nine sack start against Cleveland, I gave him a little room for that. I gave him that season. I said, yeah, you can back up. You can go take a deep breath. Yes, we'll take care of this. This is not on you. But as time goes on, some of it is actually on Justin Fields, believe it or not, despite some of the outside excuses that that certainly did exist. All right, we're going to keep the the Bears talk coming. We'll, We'll get back to some of your calls a little bit later on. But coming up next... We will talk Bears with Herb Howard, Bears beat reporter for It's the Bigs. Herb is next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?